Welcome to the Journey of Identity podcast brought to you by Adusa. Together with your hosts, David and Patricia, you will embark on an exciting journey exploring topics of identity, technology, innovation, and much more. We hope that you will greatly enjoy the topics we bring to you. And without further ado, let's jump into it. Today, we'd like to kick off our podcast show with the very basics of digital identity with David. So, David, could you please start with defining what is digital identity? So, digital identity is a difficult topic, actually. Uh, I guess there are a couple of definitions that we can adhere to. I guess the very basic uh, definition of, of digital identity is stuff that is either able to identify you as a person or stuff that somehow relates to you as a single a person in the identity sp- or the digital space. Uh, it's not really stuff that you know we t- usually think about, like your personal details somehow digitized in a, in a digital form. For example, your first name and last name written in some database somewhere. It could be that, uh, but it could also be other things like, you know, well, your uh, record in Google Maps, for example, or even your IP address and, and stuff that you probably wouldn't normally think about as being part of your digital identity. Nevertheless, these things are things that actually identify, can be used to identify you as a single person. And therefore, there are, they are actually a part of your digital identity. Okay, good. So... Where can we use it, like in daily life, or how it can be applied for a normal person in their daily life? So, you know, this is actually interesting because the digital identity isn't always something you use, right? Sometimes it's really things that maybe is used about you by other parties, because we have to realize that the digital identity or digital identity is usually... um, relevant only in scenarios where you've got another party that somehow needs to know something about you, right? Or maybe not your, it doesn't have to be your personal details, but it maybe has to be at least what you can do, right? So it's not always uh, things that, you, it's not always you who's working with the digi- your digital identity. On the other side, you should definitely have control over your digital identity, which unfortunately isn't always the case these days. We do have the GDPR. We do have, at least in theory, this idea that you are in control, at least to the extent that you're able to revoke, let's say, the right for someone else to possess information about you. The issue is, do you really know who has information about you, right? So how can you technically uh, get that sorted out is a completely different question. But from the other perspective, you also have these things we sort of think about as digital identity, uh, which allow you to do something in the digital space. So the most primitive example of your digital identity is the username and password. Uh, And, you know, we've all heard of the joke, uh, no one can tell you're a dog on the internet. Uh, It's it's precisely that. It's it's with these types of technologies, it's really, you know, difficult to say, this is really the person on the other side because it's not secure enough, right? And we've got some workarounds, we've got some methods that help you um, somehow boost the security of this. But at the end of the day, if we're talking about digital identity from the perspective of something that people use, we should all be thinking about stuff like the username and password and also stuff like 
uh, and, and also new technologies that help improve this or maybe completely sh- sh- shift the way we think about this type of digital identity. Okay, so let's go to the risks, actually, because I think that's quite interesting. Mm-hmm. We Let's work with what are the risks of digital identity or how is it done nowadays that it's risky and it should not be done this way? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, this leads back to uh, the username and password. If we look at this from a technical perspective, uh, it doesn't really matter whether it's your, you know, email account where no one really knows who you are, but it's still a part of your digital identity, right? You've got a lot of sensitive information that goes through your email account. It could, it depends on who you, on who you are. Also, uh, I mean, I personally have several email accounts. Some of them I use for spams. Some of them I use for my personal things. Some of them are my work emails, right? Uh, and for a lot of those, I actually have several for all of those domains. Uh, but in all of these cases, even if it's, uh, on the one hand, maybe stuff like email and on the other hand, maybe even some government service, a lot of government services these days still use their username and password as a, as a means of authenticating users. Uh, you still have the problem, which is, is it secure? What if I accidentally buy some phishing email or some other, uh, sort of man in the middle attack, as, as, as they call it. Uh, someone else, some attacker gets a hold of my credentials. Uh, is it still me who's sort of doing, you know, posting those things on that government service or, or sending emails to someone else on my behalf through my email account, right? So those are the technical risks. On the other side, uh, we see that there are technologies that help you somehow mitigate these, uh, doing some you know, adaptive multi-factor analysis, checking things like, okay, where are you, um, you know, where are you logging in from? Is it your typical location? And these are all things that are nice, uh, but these are all things that can be faked because we have to realize that the internet and the just digital technologies in general, they work on a different principle. They work on a principle where you know, you can't really distinguish one piece of data from another unless there's cryptography involved, unless it's done and it's done in a way that cannot be compromised so that you can actually ensure integrity, for example, right? So the risks really are uh, associated with identity theft. What happens when someone else gets a hold of your identity means and can fake online that they're actually you? Nice, nicely, shortly explained. <laughs> but taken from, because you said, okay, uh, in the digital world, they can steal your identity. That's mm-hmm. what you just said. In normal, I'm thinking about the normal world identity. Can you yeah. just draw a line, the difference between those two? Yeah. Well, you know, with the normal, the, the question is, what is normal identity, right? Um, you've got your legal identity. You've got maybe some... Uh, you know, your your first name, your last name, your document, really, <laughs> uh, the uh, document identification number that, and the biometric on the document that associates this with you, right? That's a part of your identity. Another part is your social identity, and if you think about it, in the in the real world, it's much more difficult to steal that, right? Because it's actually physically somehow coupled with your physical person. Uh, if, you know, I go and uh, 
uh, pretend that I'm you uh, in a group of your friends, they're probably not going to believe me, right? <laughs> Unless I get a very good uh, surgeon, <laughs> yeah. which is probably going to cost me a lot of money. And the internet on the other uh, other side, it, the, 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 the whole situation is actually uh, completely opposite. Because in the internet, what you can do is you can actually very cheaply steal a lot of different identities of, of a lot of different people at the same time. If you have a good hacker, let's say, right, and you know how to do, th do this, and you have a system that is not protected well enough, it's really easy to just, uh, you know, basically steal identities of multiple people at the same time at one go. So those are sort of the, the balance. And, and th I think that's really where we have to sort of draw the line and realize, okay, the principles that we are used to thinking about in the physical world are principles that don't necessarily apply in the virtual world. That's very much true. That's a completely different dimension if you think about it. And well, we know the risks. What about now saying how it should be done? Because we pictured, we illustrated how, what are the risks, what's not working and what's mm -hmm. wrong. So how it should be done actually the right way. What's the future? What's the presence of that? Yeah. So we, we do see, I mean, this is an open topic, right? There's a lot of different people that are trying to tackle this problem and, and create a solution that is ideally uh, fit for all types, types of purposes and can be used to secure um, you know, our digital identities in real practice. Uh, you know, a lot of these approaches are sort of still going the old way and in thinking... Okay, we built some centralized identity system uh, and using that system, we derive all the other identities and the relationships in for all, all, all of the services, right? And I think this is really an example of how not to do it. And, you know, this is not to sort of uh, pick at anyone, uh, but if we look at how a lot of the governments do it, and if we look at the types of technologies they use, you so soon find out that these are really approaches that are not very scalable and are essentially uh designed in a way that you'd have to have some sort of one central all-knowing identity system that can just tell you all the verified identity things about you that you need in everything. <laughs> and that's a problem, right? That's that's not really the way you can work with identity systems. So I think that what we really need to be th uh, start thinking about is how we can build distributed identity systems uh, that can sort of separate identity into what it really is in the real world, which is its relationships, right? You may know me, you, your opinion about me and your, your knowledge about me is probably very different than what the government knows about me. It's probably different to what Facebook knows about me. It's probably very different to what uh, my email account knows about me, right? Because, you know, everything that's in my email account is part of my digital identity effectively. So it's not just sort of some identifiers and some some uh, some cryptography, but it's also the assets and, and the stuff that's behind the identity that we really have to be thinking about. And for that reason, we really need a distributed identity that separates you know, my private life from my legal life, my professional life from whatever I do at night, right? <laughs> so these are the things that we, and you, know, you see this in practice, it's, it's this uh, ever going question on, okay, if you're trying to get a new job, how do you know that your uh, potential employer 
doesn't go through all of your social accounts if you're not smart enough to know that you need to or you know yeah. not, not smart enough but you, you just don't know and the way you want to use your uh, account in some part of your life may be open and in some it may not right so this is a very uh, difficult question but as essentially one of the first things that we i think we should get straight and we should sort of all get on the same boat as is that we need some sort of distributed identity uh design right and i think i think if you think about it uh uh, there are things that are going this way. So there are there are some of the older designs uh, that are still thinking about identity from sort of this technically PKI uh, architecture type perspective. But you've got new things like the verifiable credentials, which I think is really going in the right direction. Well, that's a that's a very vast topic. Many. <laughs> From many points, it can be discussed further on in our next podcast shows for sure. But on the final note, I would like to wrap it up with the general, like in one to two sentences, why is it important, digital identity? Why in general for on a societal level, on the macro level, as a humanity, where are we going? Why we should (laughs) care? This is a really good question. And I think we should always start with this question because the reason why it's important is whether we want it or not, it's becoming more and more important in our daily lives, right? It used to be that internet services basically used to be only for, you know, posting content online. There, you didn't need any identity at that time. But these days, you've got your banking online. The governments are going more and more towards putting all the services that you typically have to go for, you know, physically somewhere they want to put, put these online and they are, they are putting these things o- online as well. And more of the services that are more of the things that we're used to even today uh, doing physically, the transactions and the relationships that we're physically used, used to physically establishing with other, uh, uh, you know, legal entities, basically, whether or, or any, any, anyone, basically, whether it's, uh, whether it's a business, whether it's a personal relationship or whether it's maybe a relationship with the government. All of these things are going digital. And this is why digital identity is enormously important. And from the other perspective, we also have to realize that with this growth comes a responsibility because sure. this, uh, this, this new paradigm of, of a digital world is working in different principles. And we need to really start considering that it's not, it's, we can't just sort of copy paste <laughs> what we had before. And go on uh, living, living as if nothing happened. But we have to really reassess how we go about in this new world, where you know we've got a lot, a whole lot of different pro- new problems, uh, ranging from cybersecurity all the way to okay, how private is your life really? If you're you know sharing everything on Facebook, for example. So that's why digital identity is important because whether we want it or not, the 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 times have basically changed in a way that the internet services are here and they are very beneficial for us right this is this is not something that just happens and and we can sort of say okay so why don't we just live without it no this this is really a progress and a, and a good way to go forward from any all of the perspectives but we just need to make sure that we do it right from a digital identity perspectives thank you very much for listening to our very first episode we hope you enjoyed it and we're looking forward to yet another amazing talk next month.